The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with my lovely mother, Barb Schmidt, a.k.a. Peaceful Barb. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. I feel like what we're going to talk about today feels very timely and personal. (laughs) Why? Because it's up? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's definitely up between the two of us. And and I think it's up for a lot of people. Actually, I know it's up for a lot of people. So tell us how you're doing and, wh- and what we're going to dive into in, in today's episode. I think it's up for a lot of people, but I think it's always up for everyone because it is one of the most difficult concepts to grasp. And, and, it, and it just happens all the time for all of us because we're human beings. And we're going to talk about not ever taking anything personally. And of course, Ooh. we never use words like ever, but really trying hard not to take things personally because what other people say and do is not about you, but it's truly about, you know, their perception and where they're coming from and their experiences. Yeah. So obviously I think probably anybody can say that they've had circumstances or they've taken things personally and it's gotten really dicey for them. And we had a whole long conversation about what all we wanted to talk about in this topic. And then literally right before coming here to record this podcast, we got into a little conversation, a heated conversation where we both were taking things personally. So it just happens naturally. And I think it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. And I, I'm trying to, as I was driving over here to do this podcast, I was thinking about like, what, what happens when we take something personally? And I think for me, we get triggered. Something inside of us gets triggered. um, Whether it's, we think that they're judging us or we think that they're telling us that we're wrong, or we think that, um, that we're not smart enough or there's some kind of a judgment I think happening and some kind of a, you're wrong and I'm right. And how dare you do this to me or whatever it is. It's interesting. But I think the word that I want to look at is somehow when we take something personally, we've accepted what that other person is saying and we get triggered. We do. And we interpret it through our own lens as meaning something most of the time, something negative when the other person might not have meant it in that way at all. And especially if it's someone close to us, like a family member (laughs) or a loved one or a friend like you and I or mother daughter, and we're very, very close. So not only do we get triggered that how we get our feelings hurt and we either get angry or we get disappointed or we get really emotional and sad or whatever it is, but we get triggered and it triggers an emotion inside of us on a more um, deep um, inner level, especially if it's a loved one. And I think that's what happened to the two of us today. We got triggered. Both of us got triggered with what each other said. And then we really took it personally, like, how could she, this is the mind thinking all this. And these are the emotions that are playing out inside of us, I, I believe, for me anyway, that, you know, how could she say that? 
that was so rude or that was so hurtful or that was so whatever it is. And I think it's really important for us to take a, a deep dive into the idea of why we take what other people say as the truth, because obviously we wouldn't be triggered and we wouldn't care what another person says in terms of it um, being about us if we didn't think that it is about us. So we accept what they're saying as the truth and we take it personally. Yeah. So let's walk it back a little bit because I think we're yeah we're, we're talking around the topic but haven't really dived in. So taking things personally, like what does that look like for people or what does that even mean um, for you? I think it's what I hinted at just a few minutes ago is that I, when someone says something to me or does something or does something, you're right. Like for me, I take personally all the time if someone honks at me in traffic, which is the most <laughs> meaningless interaction, but that really affects me. Or if like someone, you know, yells at me or flips me off and, you know, and on the road, I really internalize that. I mean, I internalize a lot of things taking, not taking things personally is probably one of my biggest uh, lessons or things that I work on because I truly... I mean, I would, I would consider myself an empath, so I take on a lot around me anyways, but I really struggle with not internalizing and personalizing things that other people do. So it could be something as simple as someone honking at you in traffic and you taking it on like, oh my God, that person thinks I'm a terrible person because I didn't go right away when the light turned green. Anyways. Is that what happens? Because I think that's really fascinating because to me, you're right. And I think it, it's it's really why we have such road rage because it's it's not really a simple thing. It, it is such a simple thing, taking it personally when someone honks at you or cuts you off or takes the parking place when you've been sitting there for a couple minutes waiting for it. But we think about what all transpires on the road. It's massive. I mean, I, I can't think of it. I can't think of something that's so universal as road rage and people really get it and they really understand it. And so many of us are triggered by it. Well, I think for, for taking it personally, especially if with actions like with road rage or with any sort of, I would say, surface level inconvenience or, or occurrence that happens. I'm obviously not talking about like, you know, deeper, more personal interactions, but things like being honked at. In my mind, I'm looking at it through, I would never do that to someone so what could that person be thinking about me that makes them do it to me? So I'm placing my viewpoint and my lens on life onto somebody else and feeling confused as to how they could even do that. And I think that's the whole problem because we're all living such unique um, lives through unique lenses and we never know what's going on for people in any given moment in time. So the person honking at me could be annoyed at me, but it, it could have you know, to do with so much else going on in their life that I don't even know about. But that's what happens for me. I I internalize it like that person wouldn't do that to me if they thought I was okay. I think what's interesting and tricky about what you just said, I got to walk that back a little bit, is I would never do that to someone. And I think we say that often when yeah. we are triggered. And I would like to present this <laughs> to the whole audience listening you don't know if you would never do that to someone if you were walking in that person's shoes. And I think that is the key. Oh, Let Barb, me, you know best. That, that is the key to not taking things personally. And my mother said this my whole life because she was very traumatized and very had a, a really troubled life. Um, she always said to me, and she would most often say it when she was crying, You've never walked in my shoes, so you have no idea what you would do if you were walking in my shoes. And so I've never forgotten that all these years later. And it is true. So I think we have to we have to not use words like never 
or ever or always. I think those are the trigger words that get us riled up inside that, oh, we wouldn't do that. Well, what if you, what if you were to internalize it? Like, I guess this person just honked at me or you and I got into this discussion earlier about and got triggered. What if we had the opinion like, oh, they got triggered. So something must be happening for them to do that. And maybe if I knew what was happening for them, I might do the same thing. It's really fascinating to try to, to try to shift the perspective that way. Um, because it gives you a different lens and it gives you, you're not right and they're not right. You're not wrong and they're not wrong. It kind of puts everything on an even keel. And it really is, I believe the truth. You don't know what you would do if you were in their situation. That is true. And that's really helpful because, because it's, it's right. You never know. Well, cause we're triggered. And like, like what I said to you earlier, I don't remember, see, that's how, that's how crazy this is of taking things personally. I don't even remember exactly what I said to you earlier, but in that moment I was triggered by what you said. So that's what I said. So I think if we can take a step back and think, okay, we get triggered all the time. And so when we take, if we if we have the context of taking things personally, we're triggered with something. And so we're speaking from our own experience or from our own trauma. A lot of times we're triggered. Can you just trauma. kind of debrief what triggered means? Triggered means I think that's a a term that's used a lot, and I don't think oftentimes people really understand what what's really going on when you say triggered. So, actually, triggered can be positive and negative, but most of the time we look at it as a negative thing. So, when I get triggered, it means that someone has done something or said something that has triggered a an emotion in me that's anger. Like pain. rooted in a past trauma or something like rooted that? Rooted in a past trauma or rooted in a, in a belief that I have, in a belief system that I have that, oh my gosh, they just hurt me or they just called me a liar or they, they think they're right or that I'm wrong. Um, like you said earlier about the road rage, you know, I, I don't want people thinking that I've done anything wrong when they honk at me. So some way they have, they have triggered or they have um, flipped a switch on an emotion inside of me that says, you're not good enough. Something's wrong with you. You're a bad person. Um, uh, and so it causes pain or suffering or harm or anger or resentment, you know, or it could be simple and this is not simple, but it could be just anxiety. I get, you could get very anxious because some emotion inside of you is triggered fear. So it's like a knee jerk reaction to something that's happening that's rooted in a past experience or a belief system, but it might not even necessarily have to do with what's going on in the specific moment. I, absolutely. And I would say, I would say most often it has nothing to do with happen, what's happening in the moment. That's why we take it personally because it's rooted in an experience that we've had before. It's a conditioned well, so, behavior response. Well, I, so I think, me. I mean, even though this is such a mundane example, the car, the honking of the car, honking of the horn in the car for me really is a meaningless interaction, but I make it so personal. Like that person hates me. That person thinks that I'm bad. That person thinks I'm a bad driver. That person thinks that I'm awful. And so that's something obviously that's tied into whatever belief system I hold on to that <laughs> clearly I have to work through, but it's fascinating to think about it when you really take the time to drill into the, the situation. It is. And I think what's even more fascinating for me about it is like, why do we care? <laughs> Like, why do we care so much? Well, like your, your example, I think question. is a really good one, a that's really, really good one for sure. Because you care so much about what this driver on the road that you are never going to see again. You don't even know who this person is, but you care and it has upset your day and it has agitated your mind and it, and it takes the energy that you, that you need to do whatever it is that you're doing next in your day. Um, 
about someone honking at you that you will never, ever see again, and you have no idea who this person is. It's so fascinating to think that we will turn our lives over to that um, episode, so to speak, in your life. And for, for what reason? Like, why do we do that? Well, that is the next question. Like, why do we take things personally? Why do we care so much about what other people say or think about us in that way? Why? I think it's because we don't have a solid foundation of who we already know who we are. Like, who are we? We're already strong. And so when someone honks their horn at you, you could actually, instead of taking it personally and getting upset, you could actually laugh and say, they must be in a hurry. There must be something happening with them. Wow. So instead of taking it personally, project it back onto them. Wow, they must really be in a hurry. Something must be really happening for them to be this anxious to honk at me. So just imagine how that changes the whole dynamic of what you're feeling. You're, giving, you're putting it back on them because it's not about you. It's about them. Well, it's true. And we write stories about why people say the things that they say and do the things that we do, but we're never going to really understand what's going on in someone's mindset at, at any given moment in time. No matter how, I know you, we probably know each other better than we know anybody else, but I still don't know why you said what you said earlier. We were having like a business discussion that got heated and you won't understand why I said what I said. And we know each other so well. So. I know. That's why I love it when you say, I would pay any money in the world to be inside your head. I really would. That <laughs> if, if a technology could be created yeah. just once for me to understand your, your thought processes in one day only, mm -hmm. I would be fascinated by that. But let's go back to what we just said, because I think this is the important key to this whole conversation. And that is, why do we take it on for ourselves and that it's something about us? And what if... And write a story about and it. And write a story about it, which makes it worse, which takes us down the rabbit hole even more about how dare they and how bad it is. But what if, so people always say to me, so Barb, what's the alternative? And the alternative is, don't make it about you. It is about them. So what if you just write a story about them separately and just say, wow, they must be having a bad day or something terrible must be about to happen. So I had an episode when my mom was dying. I think about this all the time. I know, me too. It's the perfect example. It's the perfect example. My mom was dying and she was she was at the house and she was sleeping. And I mean, when I say dying, she had like maybe a few days to live. So she was still awake and she was still conscious. So she was sleeping though. And I had no one, I had to go get her her next medicine at the store and had to get a couple of things. So I thought I can go to the store, which was literally two minutes away from my house. I can drive there run in, get the stuff and get back before she wakes up. And so I'm, you can imagine, I'm very anxious and really in a hurry. And all I could think about was how fast could I get to that two minutes and two minutes in the store and two minutes to drive home where I could literally be back before five or 10 minutes was up. So I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking about anything else, but the speed of which I have to do all of these things. So I had a cart and I had picked up a couple more things along the way and put in the cart. So I had a cart and I didn't take the cart back to the, to the sidewalk, to the store. I just left the cart in the parking lot and jumped in my car. Which is like the great debate about whether or not you're a good person if you take the cart back. How dare I not take the cart back and how selfish of me and how inconsiderate of me. So that's what happened. And I, unbeknownst to me, because I was in such a rush and not paying attention to anything but that, the person started screaming at me that was next to me in the car next to me, how dare you? You're so selfish. You're so inconsiderate because the cart started to move. And so all I remember is he got out to take the cart because it started to move. And all I remember is pulling out crying hysterically, hysterically. If he only knew, if he only knew what I was going through, if it was happening for me, he wouldn't have said that. 
hysterically. And in that moment, I remember thinking, we don't ever know. And Barb, you do the same thing. I may not scream at someone in the parking lot, how dare you? But come on, let's all be honest. If someone leaves a cart in the parking lot and it starts to roll backwards, don't we think it? How could that person be so inconsiderate? So I'm presenting to all of you listening, instead of even thinking it, it's one thing we all think it for the most part, and then some of us say it like that that guy did to me, but don't even think it. So the minute your mind says, how could she be so inconsiderate? Or how could, how could that person beep the horn at me? Don't they realize that I'm feeling very fragile today or I'm having a hard day already? Instead of even thinking that, don't even let your mind go there, immediately intercept it with, wait a minute, I don't know what they're going through. I might actually do the same thing if I were in their shoes. It's true. And I think that that's the perfect example. I literally think about that example, even when I get upset about, you know, the horn honking, because I'm like, well, maybe that person has to get home. Maybe they're in a rush to go to the hospital. Maybe yeah. they got their cat in the front seat, taking it to the vet. No, you, we don't know. Triggered. I know. That was me last I knew week. that that would, I knew that would get you, but we don't know no, what's true. happening. You don't know. And I think the thing too, to think about is like you said, we all have those knee jerk reactions to have that judgment about, oh my gosh, you didn't take the cart back. You are such a jerk. But we also can't personalize and internalize that person's reaction to you not taking the cart because other people's actions and words that they say, even if it's a universally held truth that you should take the cart back, but how they react to you says nothing about you and everything about them. Like, you know, you don't have to scream at someone. You could just either see it and move on or take the car back. Like, I think it's just knowing that what other people say has nothing to do with you. Well, he could have done the same thing. He could have said, wow, she must really be having a bad day or be in a hurry. Um, but he said all the right words. He said all the trigger words. You're inconsiderate. You're how selfish can you be to do this? So I think if we could just remember that we are not walking in someone else's shoes and we have no idea how we would respond in any given situation and if we were in that person's actual situation, we might actually do the same thing. And I think that that has always equalized it for me that, wow, we are all human beings and I don't know. So maybe I would. So it's really just not putting life in such finite boxes. It's just a what if. I don't know. And not letting one thing like society, which is a huge, big thing. We're all subject to what society tells us is right and wrong and what we should and shouldn't do. And who said taking the parking, taking the cart out of the parking lot and putting it on the sidewalk has it's to be the be all thing. and the end all of life. Yeah. It's the wrong thing. So I think stop taking, um, we stop taking things personally when we stop, uh, viewing our lives through the lens of there is an absolute right and wrong with everything and, and it's, it, like you just said, it's, we're putting ourselves in a box and there's no room for the emotional drama or trauma or anxiety that any one given person might be going through in the moment, which, which has an effect on our actions and our words. Yeah. A big effect. No, everything. So I want to, I want to go a little deeper with that. It's like, what actually happens and why does it happen when we take things personally? Like, to me, it seems like. You know, if someone says, wow, you're a jerk, I'm allowing that person's, their own unique judgment of me to define me and say who I am 
and giving giving them complete power over how I identify myself, who I think that I am, and of course my whole mental state, which is kind of bonkers. Yeah, you're turning. What I think you're happens, giving away your power. A hundred percent. But but why do we do that? So what ha- you're asking the question? Well, I want to say do why, why and then like of course we're going to get to the what can we do, can about, we do about it? About but it? Yeah. yeah, why? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I think we take what the person says is truth. I think that's simple as that. What you said is the truth. So we're, we're walking around thinking that any time someone says or does something to me, we're giving them the ultimate authority of truth. But, in our lives. But also that we couldn't possibly have the truth for ourselves. Exactly. You just said it perfectly. We are we are handing over our lives to someone else and we don't know the truth that resides within each one of us. We're allowing someone else to define what the truth is for us. So do you think it's because like, I think sometimes for me, and, and this is like probably drilling into my own personal s- stuff that I have to unpack, like that it's people thinking that I'm bad or wrong or unworthy of, you know, love and attention. Yeah, I do. I do think that I just, for for whatever reason, in that moment, when you were just talking, I was thinking about this could be an easy example for people to get, because I think this is when you use the word trigger. This is what happens for me. There are certain things from my own childhood traumas that trigger me. So if anyone calls me stupid, Mm. Yeah, you is a massive trigger for me. She I explodes. Explode because I take that as truth. So it's almost was, like you're looking for reinforcements to believe the bad things about you. 100%. That you've been taught to learn from a young age through your own childhood traumas or you know, uncomfortable situations. Exactly. That's why we talk about the traumas can be these these things that you heard into I was called stupid a lot in my childhood. So if you were to call me stupid today, my first reaction is to be very upset, is to be emotional about it. And then I take a breath and say, wait a minute, I'm not stupid. I wonder why that person thinks that. I have no idea why they think that, but that's not me. And those are the kind of things we're getting ahead of ourselves as to what you can do about it. But that's the kind of thing you have to be able to do. You have to identify it as truth and and let it go when it's not the truth. And we're trying to tell you, I think in this podcast, that When people say and do things, it's their own experience and it has nothing to do with you. So it really is never the truth of who you are or what's happening for you. So I think sometimes in in these situations, there's kind of like a two-pronged trigger. Of course, I don't want to use the word never. Don't ever. (laughs) Go ahead. But I think there's a two-pronged trigger. Like for you saying the stupid thing, someone calls you stupid and you get so upset because that was something that was said to you when you were young. But I think they're on the flip side a deeper part of the taking it personally is that desire to prove that person wrong. Yes. Which again, we can't control how people are going to view us anyways, but I think it, it then kind of barrels into that other behavior of like, well, what do I need to show even, well, I'm going to show you that I'm taking the cart back up to prove you that I'm not a jerk. You know, like we get into that mindset of how can I prove that whatever that person is thinking about me or saying about me isn't even true. I'll show them. And I think why we do that is because we don't believe it ourselves. We have to prove it to ourselves to believe it for ourselves, which is impossible. So what we're saying really, Michelle, is in actuality is that we have to be grounded in our own truth 
have our own convictions of how we feel about ourselves, what we think about ourselves, understanding that we are good, loving, kind, compassionate human beings, but we are not perfect and we will say things and we will do things and we will be triggered and we will, somebody calls me stupid, I might try to prove it to them that I'm not stupid in the past for sure, or I may never talk to you again. <laughs> I mean, that's how crazy that can be. Oh my gosh, she thinks I'm stupid or she thinks I'm, I'm going to avoid that person for the rest of my life because I don't want to deal with that uncomfortable feeling. Where in reality, it's really all about if I'm already strong in my own conviction of who I am and really love and accept and trust myself completely. If you call me stupid, I'm probably going to inside of myself say, oh, wow, that's so sad because you're calling me stupid. For some reason, you must be triggered about that. It has nothing to do with me. So I, I would say now, most of the time, if someone calls me stupid... I don't take it as personally because it's really about them and has nothing to do with me because I know that I'm not stupid or I know that I'm not inconsiderate. I usually would take the shopping cart back to the sidewalk or you know that you're not a bad person because you took one extra second at the light and they had to, and they had to honk their horn at you. I think just knowing who you are and standing strong in that truth does two things. It sets you free and not taking it personally because the truth is you know the truth, but it also sets you free from not judging them either. Yeah. Like you don't, it's a, that's a big piece of it. It really is. Like who care? Like why do we waste the time and energy judging other people as well? They're judging us. So now we want to judge them back and then our lives are spent in a mess and, and so much time and energy wasted where we could be spending it being happy, um, being in the present moment, doing the things that we love to do or being successful and all the things that we really all, everyone in life wants to be happy and successful. So it really does come down to judgment and the judgment that we feel from others and then the judgment that we place on others and how much time and effort and energy that that takes up in our lives. Because I think about how much time it takes me to get over someone honking at me on the road, which is really bananas. Um, and then, of course, the bigger things in life, too. We waste so much time that we could be doing so much more productive things. And I think it's why we're tired and don't have the energy to do things. But I also think it is the little things that we're taking personally that that can build up and build up and build up and build up that lead to the even bigger things that we're talking about as well. So I think it's really important to catch the little things to nip them in the bud right then. The minute you start to get, you feel yourself being triggered with some kind of anger, resentment, or fear, or whatever it is, name it. Well, I'm feeling really fearful right now, and this has nothing to do with me. Um, let me just let this go and go on with the rest of my life because they must be in a hurry, or whatever it is, whatever's triggering you. Really, remember there's that whole thing. When you can identify the feeling in the moment and name it, um, it that's 80% of it. You're able to let it go more easily when you can understand what's happening for yourself. And most of the time what's happening is we're judging ourselves and judging them and we're caught up in this whole game of, of what they think of us and how much it matters what they think of us when it doesn't. Name it to tame it. Name it to tame it. Mm -hmm. So you're so lovely, lovely going into how we can stop, you know, the cycle. How do we not take things personally? I think we have to in that we have to be aware. And I think every single podcast, we are always going to talk, <laughs> talk awareness about awareness because awareness is key to everything. Awareness really is the key to life. Well, I think too, when you think about if we're just going through life almost on autopilot, where we just do things 
people do things to us, we react in knee-jerk reactions. We react to other people and have judgments. Like there is no awareness of of even that those instances are causing us that emotional distress and that we would even need to do something differently. It's just, oh, that's part of life. I think I always remember, um, and we're not perfect. Please always know this on this podcast. You and Michelle and I are not perfect. No one is perfect. Mm. But what always comes to me, and it did today when we were having that episode as I was driving here, um, is Viktor Frankl's quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our power to choose. And in our power to choose lies our growth and our freedom. And I think what's always struck me about that is between stimulus and response, okay, something happens that someone has said something or done something to us. So instead of immediately taking it personally, and even if we start to take it personally, we still have the power to just pause. So I think I would say, how do you stop taking it personally? Train yourself the minute you get triggered. Like the minute you get triggered, and so can you, you take a pause? It. So you I feel guess start it. to notice like what triggering feels for you. Is it like a pit in your stomach or you get like, you know, sweaty or anxious or you want to cry? I don't know. Like yeah. Start to notice like what happens to you when you feel triggered. You say that all the time in your blogs. You you feel things in your body right away. You know, you, f- you know, start, start acting upon, not acting upon, but noticing how you feel. Yeah. Immediately. That's so good. Because our body That's gives so us signals of how it's feeling, even if we're not mentally aware of it yet. The body knows before anything else happens. We notice it in our body right away, so start to become aware. Okay, so something happens. We feel the trigger. Right. We feel whatever it is that happens inside of us. We feel like we want to cry, or we feel like we want to scream. So or someone we feel like honks whatever. at me, and I feel the knee-jerk reaction to flick them off. Right. Even though I I wouldn't do that you know, in general, but especially this day and age, like yeah. I'm not trying to get into a roadside Disaster, yeah. But, you know, you, you think, I need to show them. Mm-hmm. I need to fight back to that person that honked at me. And the minute you say that to yourself, I need to show them, I need to fight back, pause. Okay. Just pause and take a couple breaths. Just take a couple breaths and pause. Just just stopping that mind chatter, that, the, that talking that's happening inside your mind is that space that Viktor Frankl's talking about, that space. So in that space lies your power to choose. So in that space, in that, like, 10 seconds that you're taking a deep breath you think, okay, wait a minute. This is not about me. This is about them. Wow. I bet they're in a hurry. Like re redirect the thoughts to something that could, uh, could be true. And it really doesn't even matter. It makes no, we're writing a story. None of it's true. I mean, not, it doesn't matter. We don't know the truth because we're not living in their shoes. So write a story that could also be true. And I think too, it, it goes into another topic, which we'll go into in another podcast, but like the moment has passed. Oh my gosh. But we're carrying it all day long. We yeah, carry that no all day long. We're living in the moment. We're living in that one instance of that person acting that way to us. I guarantee you, you're in your next, you're in your next <laughs> event or you're in your next episode of the day and you're telling your friend or you're talking to your colleague, do you know what this person did to me? I was sitting there like, can you believe the people today? They are so impatient. They are always beeping their horns. We carry it all day long. But what I want to finish that whole segment that we're doing right there that, so the power of choice, so we're going to choose it. We're going to say, oh, they must be in a hurry. Let me bless them and keep on moving with my day. (laughs) And then what is that, Victor? Then he says, lies your growth and your happiness and your freedom. Lies your growth and your freedom. So there is nothing more powerful than being set free of the tyranny of the thoughts in the mind and nothing more more satisfying 
than to have growth and to learn and to grow and to be happy. And there is nothing more satisfying too than not doing the knee jerk reaction thing and, and having the reaction that's more aligned with you and your own best interest and the best interest of the people around you. And, and because so much guilt then comes from when you do have the knee jerk reaction. Yeah. And so, and, and what else that does, it, it, it's kindness. <laughs> no, you're like, you're being kind to yourself. I'm not going to take this on cause it's not mine. And you're what sending out, kind, you're sending out kindness to the other person who knows what they're going through. I want, I hope everything's okay for them. Like I, I use this a lot. I, I will say, especially even, even as I'm coming to here today, when we had our little situation, I was thinking to myself, I hope all is well. I use that a lot. All is well. I wish you well. Um, cause just to intercept finding some way, some version of phrases, affirmations, which we'll talk about, I'm sure on podcasts, just finding some way to break the spell of, oh my gosh, they actually said that. How dare they do that? Blah, blah, blah. All the stories that we write that we think are true, which are not true. And so let's write a story that's kind and loving for ourselves and others. I love that. So a good process is to have the situation happen check in with yourself because like we said a lot of times we're taking in what that person is saying as true about ourselves so ask yourself is this even true which no because you have the power to define who you are and what you're doing and then let it go right right and just say to yourself I'm not walking in that person's shoes so I have no idea what they're going through I wish them well um, I had a teacher a long time ago that said, no one has the power to name who you are. And so don't give up your power of naming who you are, which means your reaction, what you think about yourself, your judgments, your opinions, all of the things. And so I think it's probably important just to interject here. And like, so what if someone is actually being really harmful or abusive or, you know, it's, it's not just a surface level interaction. Yeah, so that's a whole different situation. But I mean, I think just, you know, I'm always the one to play devil's advocate. No, it's always. true. So I'm always trying to think of how someone would come back and say, well, what about this? How do I not take this personally? How? Do, what if I've been in like a traumatic relationship and this person knows how to, to, pull, to pull those strings or push those buttons to trigger me? Um, you know, then how do you set some some boundaries or take care of yourself in a different way so that it doesn't, you know, put you into a spiral? It's a great question, Michelle. And I still think the, the, the basic thing that we've talked about today is true that you can't take it personally because it is always about the other person because it's their experience. But so that's the affirmation. You can't take it personally. And so if someone is really being horrible, I mean, in, in an abusive situation, you, you by taking it personally is where you put yourself in harm's way. That's my opinion about it. If you if you take it personally, you're putting yourself in harm's way because then you are digging your heels in and wanting to change the other person, wanting to fix them, wanting them not to treat you that way. Wanting You want to control their actions and their words, and you cannot. So if, if it's a very serious situation or relationship that you're in, you have, to, you have to find a way to get yourself out of it. And I don't mean leave it for good. I mean in that moment. When you feel yourself being triggered by someone's actions or their words, you take a deep breath and you say, this is not a... You're saying this to yourself, this is not about me. This is about the other person. I cannot change them. I cannot fix them. I cannot control them. I need to take myself out of this conversation. So you just take, take a couple a deep pause. breaths and say, we need to take a pause right here. This is more 
than I want to, than, than I, this is more than I want to do right now. It's causing me to feel certain ways that I need to check in with myself about, or whatever the words are that are comfortable for you with the person you're with and exit the conversation. We'll have to come back to this. So really the biggest power is the pause. The pause is everything. And the pause, the pause so that you can name how you're feeling, take control of your actions instead of reacting, taking control of your life back, taking control, because the only thing we can control is how we will respond. We cannot control how others respond, but we have 100% control over how we will respond. So the pause helps us, okay, what do I want to do in this moment right now? And if it's a very serious situation, what I want to do in this moment right now, which is what I do, if I'm in a situation that feels harmful to me, I, I pause and leave. And either say, if it's someone that I'm going to get back together with, I'll get back to you. I, I need to stop this conversation right now. So the pause within yourself and then knowing when to, to say to the other person, we need to pause this conversation. Yeah, and then I collect myself and I figure out what's all happening. What's mine? What's the other person's? What, what, what's, what's actually happening here? And what is triggering me? And what is causing this whole situation? And, and what do we need to do differently? I love that. It really is simple, but not always easy. It's hard. <laughs> no, but I mean, just being hard. able to say, you have to have the pause. Yeah, it's hard. It's easy to say, just don't take it personally. It's easy to say all of those things, but it's yeah. not always easy to implement. And I think the point here too is to be gentle with yourself and not expect yourself to you know, listen to this and then get on the road and then not take anything personally or go talk to someone, go talk to a colleague that, bothers you and not take it personally. It's a practice. It's a practice. And the, only, the whole purpose of these these tips or these thoughts that we're sharing with everyone is that it is a practice and we don't do it perfectly, but there are there are tools and there are solutions to help us grow and to help us get out of the mindset that we're not good enough or that there's something wrong with us or that we don't measure up or whatever society we've decided um, society has said that's the truth. We find our own truth within ourselves. And then ultimately co we come around to like a sense of forgiveness too. I don't harbor <laughs> the anger towards that person that honked at me or to you who right. I got annoyed right. with. Right. You let it go so that you can enjoy what's happening right now. Yeah. And you forgive yourself. And you forgive yourself. And forgive others. And... That is the circle of life, but this, none of this is easy. This is a really hard thing to do. That's why I think we get a lot of pushback when we talk about don't take anything personally because it's hard. And we, we're, so, we're so driven to think that it is personal. We are. So I think to just recap the main, main takeaways here, remembering that you have the power to define who you are and what other people say about you has nothing to do with you. And everybody is living life their own unique lens. So we'll never really be able to understand why someone says something or does something or has that reaction. So we should just stop trying. There's power in the pause. So if you feel an emotion or a trigger coming up in a situation, just take a minute before you react to it. Because like we always say, you can't control what happens in the external world, but you can 
manager responds to it. And that is your power. And then lastly, you know, be easy, be gentle with yourself and, and cultivate a sense of forgiveness for yourself and for the people around you who might make you feel like their reactions say something about who you are. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did I leave anything out? No, and I think all of that wrapped up, summing all that up to say is, you know, the relationship you have with yourself is the foundation for every single thing you do in life. So start today to cultivate that loving, caring, trusting, forgiving, accepting relationship with yourself, understanding that you have the power, as you just said, Michelle, you have the power to name who you are. You have the power to connect within to that beautiful, magnificent, unique person that you are. And the more that you can connect to who you are, the more you will allow other people to be who they are. And then it doesn't, it doesn't, it comes naturally then not to take anything personally because you know who you are, you allow them to be who they are. And so you're able to, you know, manage that reaction in the pause and, and take a different action and have a different thought about it. The real outcome to all of this is being so centered, like you said, and and strong in who you are, that it doesn't even matter what anybody says or does because you know what's true. Yes. And that's beautiful. That's, that's a good way to end. I love that. Yeah. Truth. The truth will set you free. Aw. <laughs> well, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those pearls of wisdom. And thank you so much to everyone who has been listening to this episode and, and all of our previous episodes. We're really, really grateful to have you along on this journey. As always, please give us a a like and subscribe on all of whatever platform you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, any of the platforms. And if you're feeling up for it, we'd love a five-star rating because that's also really helpful. And don't forget to give us a follow on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best. Because as we know, Barb always knows best. Always works there. Hmm. Barb always knows best. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.